Hello, Douglas. Glad you're here today. Can we start with you giving us a little description of who you are, where you work, how long you've been a, an administrator? I um, have been a program coordinator for the UCLA uh, Internal Medicine Residency Program. It's a large academic uh, university-based program, and I've been there for pretty much now a little over eight years. So including myself currently, when we're fully staffed, it's um, we're a team of uh, 11 coordinators. It's a very large group. And because of that, like we uh, split a lot of the uh, main kind of program administrator responsibilities amongst kind of the team. So in smaller programs, like an individual may do pretty much, you know, things from recruitment all the way to, you know, onboarding logistics and evaluation and scheduling. But in our team, uh, just because we're so large, we have to kind of uh, split out a lot of our um, responsibilities in order to kind of manage the, the large program. So you've been an administrator coordinator for eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, think, think back to when you were uh, a new coordinator. What, what do you wish somebody would have told you? Yeah, well, definitely when I first started, I think just not being afraid to seek opportunities for learning, because I think oftentimes you may may find yourself either just restricted to like just learning what your duties of your role or um, kind of the tasks that you're pretty much being told to do. But after like a period of time, I think it's I mean, it's perfectly reasonable, I think, to to want to kind of seek more opportunities to build your understanding and kind of seek other ways of even doing kind of you new know, tasks that are, are being done. So like, I know when I first started, uh, my role was pretty much newly created. So a lot of my work was, uh, you know, double checking a lot of the work of our other kind of more senior coordinators. But over time, I kind of was just looking to do more and expand my skill set, kind of get a better understanding of, of the uh, larger picture. So I asked my senior coordinators, if they needed help on certain projects or certain tasks and everyone's more than willing to share some of the work right because <laughs> yeah. if it helps them out so started assisting in a variety of tasks and from various roles and kind of expanded kind of my understanding of of the uh the program in uh, in many different ways one of the things in this course they're going to talk about very early on is how to build a relationship with uh, your program director. Um, mm -hmm. do you, can you share any stories about how you've done that and what you what you advice you could give to new administrators? Yeah, I definitely feel that partnership is very critical. Just with all the leadership team in general, it, it's essential that everyone is on the same page. I definitely worked to have like one-on-one -on -one meetings with my program director to go over a lot of the questions that may come up for, you know, certain decisions that must be made, either to develop certain standards that then I can operate on and that it fulfills kind of the vision of the program director, but also allows me to share my perspectives as well in kind of certain practices, because I feel that the coordinator it definitely has a, a big role in understanding a lot of the logistics and operations of the program and the impact it has as well on a lot of the administrative work. So definitely connecting with your program director, I feel is very essential to build kind of a shared understanding of not only standards of certain operational practices, but also allows you the uh, comfort of you know sharing your perspective privately 
and like collectively you can be on the same page when you correspond with trainees and and other affiliates. Why do you think this is such an important topic for administrators? Do you think that there there can be challenging program directors and any techniques that you've used to work better with a program director? I think there's just opportunities uh, with connecting with the program director and just being open to kind of share your perspectives really, I think, helps with that, uh, with the relationship dynamic. And I feel like most, pretty much all program directors are supportive of hearing kind of those perspectives, especially from the coordinator. So if there's one sentence that you could provide a new administrator in terms of uh, building a relationship with their program director, what, what would that be? Definitely that your opinion matters, I think. And uh, to be just unafraid of sharing your perspectives uh, with the program director. And that just opens up that dialogue for, for improvement and change. You mentioned um, ACGME. When you're a new administrator, those ACGME guidelines can be overwhelming. What type of advice could you give to a new administrator as far as uh, handling all of that uh, information? Yeah. Reading the program requirements is definitely a must, especially early on when you start. It has uh, a surplus of information and uh, you, you won't get it all like reading it the first time, but at least uh, starting to get a better understanding of the you know, respective sections that exist within those program requirements from the ACGME. And so it becomes easier to reference things when they come up but maybe like focusing on key sections that are more pertinent, such as the scheduling requirements, those program requirements specifically for what residents are supposed to complete uh, rotation-wise, as well as things in the scope of what residents can't do. Just having a keen understanding of that section to start with, I think is most beneficial in a lot of our, our coordinator work, but then branching out from there into some of the other sections for different times of the year, such as the uh, clinical competency committee section or like the uh, program evaluation committee section. So understanding the requirements in those respects pretty much just lays out a lot of the large picture kind of operations of the program. And so just being able to understand like there are different sections in those requirements and just understanding when and how to reference them over time, I think you'll be able to, one, just have an internal understanding of those requirements or otherwise just being able to know like, oh, I know where this is and the requirements. I can look this up if I need to, you know, find more specifics on what's core or what may not be necessary. So don't try to consume all the guidelines at once. Prioritize what you need when you need it. Right, exactly. Yes. Because it's a lot of information, especially as a new coordinator, you will have to learn so many things. And I think the expectation of, is not for you to have to know everything all at once, because it is a journey. And especially, I think going through at least like, I think two academic year cycles is when I think uh, I felt the most comfortable in understanding kind of what the, uh, the flow is in each time of the year. What advice do you have to new administrators about taking care of themselves, their well-being, their work-life balance? You have to definitely balance and understand like your limits and when it is appropriate to say no, the work will always be there. <laughs> and so just being able to 
kind of maintain that discipline of uh, being able to prioritize what's more urgent and which projects you may have more time to do to lay out kind of a, a separate timeline to maybe take those in, in pieces. Definitely when I first started, especially when trying to expand my understanding, it was very easy to get kind of consumed. But I think it's very important to always just pause and just remind yourself that there are boundaries that you should maintain. What do you do? Do you have any <laughs> trick tricks that you use to take care of yourself? I mean, uh, other than prioritizing, is there, are there, is there anything else that you do? You know, just being mindful that definitely can and should take time off when needed and that it's okay to kind of take those, you know, vacations, you know, at different times of the year, there's always opportunities for you to take care of yourself and you really should. It really allows you kind of to kind of reinvigorate yourself and not get kind of burnt out, you know, do things you enjoy and protect kind of your time, I think is for me. What, what I continue to work towards. It's still not 100% there yet, but you know, it's um, something I still strive towards. So let's talk a little bit about uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. What's your approach to that? And any stories to help new administrators know what they can do to promote those things? I definitely have looked to establish kind of uh, a pattern of consistency especially in decision-making. Um, so kind of setting clear kind of guidelines, internal guidelines that makes it easier to remove subjectiveness is something that I've been working hard towards. But beyond that, like just being understanding of the different kind of aspects of implicit biases that one may have, or just being aware of whether, you know, in certain conversations or discussions, whether, you know, groupthink, maybe impacting the outcome of those discussions or um, the direction those discussions are heading. So, and being able to just pause and stop and just, you know, redirect the conversation and bring things back uh, onto the same track, I think um, are some of the methods that I kind of have been, have tried to retain internally. So I don't know, it's, 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 uh, it's still a lot of just being conscious, I think uh, of, decisions that are being made and just having it on the back of your mind of, you know, am I um, thinking kind of thinking about this holistically? Am I thinking of the implications of this? Um, are, are things that I always ask myself when um, we have conversations in, in leadership meetings and, and things like that. And then just being not afraid to point things out when conversations are taking different turns or if there's just risks of you know differing perspectives not being shared where do you think you know having an awareness of of diversity equity and inclusion is most important yeah so i definitely feel in recruitment that has has always had a major factor there's a lot more to um, an individual than kind of like what's just I think listed on paper from like test scores or, or things like that. Uh, so in recruitment in our program, it's just that's where we have the, the biggest factors that contribute in the recruitment cycle of looking at things holistically and trying to get an understanding, uh, the full picture of an individual. Give advice and talk to the new administrator about the importance of professional development. Yeah, professional development. Um, should always be on on everyone's mind, I feel. And um, 
there are always opportunities to build yourself professionally, uh, whether in your uh, current work or in identifying kind of opportunities for translatable skills, just being able to identify a lot of those opportunities to expand your skill set, whether it's those online courses, those um, trainings, or even finding like a mentor and connecting with peers, connecting with your community. There's just so many different ways of building yourself professionally. Connecting with the Alliance definitely is something that has been most beneficial, I think, for me, not only to get external perspectives from a variety of programs, both large and small, because uh, within our own institutions, we can be really siloed into um, you know certain practices, whether it's set by the GME or such. But in the broader community, you just get so many more perspectives. And when I started attending national conferences, that really kind of opened my eyes to like attending the first AAIM week, opened my eyes to kind of all the different perspectives that are out there, all the really the collective knowledge there was out there. Like you meet individuals that have like, you know, years and years of experience and have tried basically things that you may have thought of and they can share like what in their program, in their context has worked and what hasn't. And you really kind of get so much knowledge, I think, with just connecting. And so conferences was really, for me, the most beneficial and where I really got opened up to the um, the resource that is kind of the AAIM community. And so like getting involved uh, was something that was always on the forefront of my mind. And there are a lot of opportunities to get involved in AAIM from those uh, committees to um, you know support a lot of the initiatives in promoting coordinator development. Um, but then when I also saw like the, uh, the counselor position, I saw that as a unique opportunity as well to not only further my growth uh, professionally, but, you know, get connected uh, more in the, the larger community. That's how I kind of was able to connect with, you know, with, like Whitney to um, develop a workshop or find more opportunities and even get recommended for certain opportunities like uh, the AIM task forces when those convene. As you get more exposed within the AIM community, I think those opportunities start becoming easier to connect more and you know develop yourself more and, and learn more from the community. It's an ongoing journey, but I, I feel like I haven't quite fully still even grasped the full scope of all the um, you know the knowledge that's out there in our community. Great, that's awesome. Thank you, Douglas. Yeah. Appreciate your time and, and having me here. Great, thanks, Douglas. Bye. Hey, take care. Bye.